listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, we are on episode 40 today. 40. So if you want information about this episode before I've actually even given it to you, it is simplepinmedia.com slash 40. Crazy. I can't even believe it. And first, I just want to say thank you so much to those of you who listen and let me know that you love the podcast because that helps me figure out what I'm going to talk about, what I'm going to, who I'm going to interview, how long my podcasts are going to be. So the more you give me that feedback, the better I can make this for you. So if you haven't left a review, go head over to iTunes and leave a review on the Simple Pin Podcast or email me at kate at simplepinmedia.com. I always want to know how this is impacting you and how I can improve. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about important Pinterest metrics. Why? Because there are so many different terms out there, ways people measure traffic, and ROI, which for those of you who don't know, and I did not know this in the beginning, ROI stands for return on investment, evaluating your efforts to figure out if you're actually making money, or if you're growing your email list or selling products. These are the metrics we use to try to figure out if that's actually working. And so because there's so many terms all over the place, a lot of people who are new to Pinterest marketing or even advanced users, they come to me with confused and they just ask all these questions about what do I pay attention to? How do I not waste my time on this particular number? Or they're just completely confused about Pinterest analytics and how to read that and Google analytics and how to read that, which I am too. I'm totally in your boat. So what I'm going to do is we're going to go through what the most popular terms are that people use for Pinterest metrics. And then we're going to talk about what we do at Simple Pin and what we pay attention to so that if you want to use that exact same way that we measure success, you can. Okay, so first let's talk about terms. So kind of a glossary of Pinterest terms. First is followers. We all should know what those are, but I'm going to go super basic here with some of these definitions. So if you already know, just check out for the 20 seconds I'm reading these. Okay, so followers is obviously the number of followers you have on your profile. Um, repins and saves. Repins are a term that Pinterest has used for a long time, but they've tried to merge toward towards saves. Um, I really hope they don't get rid of it because I think everybody talks about repins. It's kind of a standard household name. But just so you know, that means that it's the number of times Pinterest users have repinned a particular pin. And this has changed over time because Pinterest in the last year has moved towards aggregate pin counts, which is the total number of pin counts on a particular pin throughout Pinterest. And there's a lot of different factors that go into this. So people will see inconsistencies on their pins. And they're like, this one says 100. And this one says two. So I have a link in the post. Remember, we're on episode 40. So it's simplepinmedia.com slash 40. And I will link to the aggregate pin count post that Pinterest did describing how that all works. But I just want you to know that that number 
is very inconsistent. So it's hard to figure out um, what the actual true number is, but we're going to talk about that in just a minute. The next um, set of terms is from Pinterest analytics. And you get Pinterest analytics when you open or convert your account to a business account. So first we have impressions. And this is the number of times your pin was seen by someone on Pinterest. They didn't act on it. They didn't click or repin it. They simply scrolled by on their mobile device or their computer. So think impressions, just think they saw it. That's it. So then we also have this term daily views, which are people who viewed your pin. And I'm not completely sure how this differs from an impression. If maybe they click, no, they wouldn't have clicked on it. Well, maybe they clicked on it and then viewed it. I need to dig deeper into that. But from all my research that I did, I couldn't really find a good explanation for that. The other one is daily saves. And again, this is the same as repins. It's just a new term. Average daily visitors. This refers to the visits to your website from Pinterest. And I have to make a note here. You always want to double check this with Google Analytics. Um, double check these numbers because I've seen lots of inconsistencies as to what Pinterest tells me my daily visits are and then how that matches up with Google Analytics. So that's just a caution. Average monthly viewers, that's under the analytics section of people you reach. And this is people who see your pins and act on them. They repin, like, or click. It's kind of this average there. An average monthly engaged. Again, I'm not sure how this differs from average monthly viewers, but the number seems to be always different, a little bit lower. So if somebody is a if there's somebody from Pinterest listening and they can give me a crash course on some of these extra little terms that we don't know about, go ahead and email me. I would actually really love to know. Okay, let's go into Google Analytics terms because we're going to be using some of those um, throughout this episode as well. So Pinterest page views. This is how many page views you received from Pinterest, including those who click through to another page. So Google defines it this way. It is a page view is defined as a view of a page on your site that's being tracked by the analytics tracking code. If a user clicks reload after reaching that page, this is counted as an additional page view. If a user navigates away, like a Pinterest user comes over and then go to a different page and then returns to the original page, a second page view is recorded as well. So the way I break it down into simple terms is somebody coming from Pinterest hops over and they browse around your site. And every time they click through to another page, that's a page view. And that was initiated by a Pinterest user. Okay, then we have Pinterest sessions. And this is how many people came from Pinterest and started a session browsing your site. And again, here's the Google definition. A session is defined by a group of interactions one user takes within a given time frame on your site. Google Analytics defaults that time frame to 30 minutes, meaning whatever a user does on your site, maybe they browse, reload, download some resources, even purchase products, before they leave equals one session. So I, again, my simple brain breaks it down this way. Somebody hops over from Pinterest and they just start milling around. But I only get one unit, if we're going to use that term, one session. That's it. Okay. 
Then percentage of Pinterest traffic. This is the amount of traffic coming from Pinterest of your overall traffic. So for an example, Pinterest is 14% of your traffic. Google is 50. Facebook is 20. And then direct is 16 equals 100 right there. But maybe for you, that's going to be looking a little bit different. Maybe it could be Twitter or your email list. But we look at what's the percentage of Pinterest traffic relative to the overall traffic. Okay, so I just gave you guys a bunch of terms. I hope none of you are checking out. Maybe you're working out at the gym or something like that. But I promise it's going to get way more fun. Okay, now that we have all these terms there, then we need to talk about which ones are important to pay attention to and in what order. And you may have a totally different way to measure than me, and that's completely fine. I'm just measuring here, or I'm just demonstrating here, sorry, what metrics are ones that we use at SimplePin for our clients to keep it super simple for me and my team. There are times where we go deeper, but that's really when we need to like diagnose a problem or maybe we need to figure out what's going to work differently for a client. So I'm not a Google Analytics lover. I don't geek out on any of that stuff. In fact, I have a super fancy custom dashboard that I use to get information really quickly from Google Analytics. And I'm going to talk about what is in that dashboard here and what I need. Um, but I, I just want you to know that if you're not really good at Google Analytics um, and you know somebody who is, have them teach you how to create a dashboard. I know for me, a lot of, I give this away actually in the master course. So a lot of my students use this and this is how I use them to track analytics in a very simple way. So don't pull your hair out. Just figure out who you can learn from to make it super easy. All right. So Pinterest page views is the first and most important metric that we look at. Um, I choose page views over sessions simply because my Google dashboard is built that way. But we also use another third-party program called Scythe that I absolutely 1000% love. It's like the thing that our team uses to track if those Pinterest page views are going up and down. But in Scythe, we actually have it listed as sessions, but in my dashboard, I have it listed as page views. So we look at both of them, but that whole idea of what's the traffic like coming from Pinterest. And we look at these metrics in blocks of 30, 60, or 90 days. I never look at metrics in one week or two week blocks. Even if I am in Pinterest analytics, I like to see bigger views because of the way the smart feed works. There's that delay that you can put something onto the Pinterest platform, you can pin it, but you just never know when it's going to go out based on this idea that the smart feed takes and it reads it and goes, oh, this person searched it. And so I'm going to show it to them first. But this person doesn't really want anything to do with cats. Maybe my pin is about cats and they hate cats. So I'm never going to show it to them. And they follow my profile, but they, again, don't want anything to do with cats. So that just tells me like I, I want to look at it in these bigger frames of time instead of one week or two week. I feel like that's a really awesome way to like start drinking or pull your hair out. Just just don't. So keep it 30, 60, 90, or even cross comparing a year over a year. Okay, so when we look at Pinterest metrics, we ask a few questions. First, how many people are clicking on our clients' pins and coming to the website? 
The other question is what's happening on the Pinterest calendar? Do our clients have content that maybe peaks during this time or is completely a low traffic time for them? A good example is during the months of October to maybe the beginning, even like right after Christmas, we have a lot of clients who have heavy, heavy seasonal content and they experience this huge drop off. In fact, a client came to me and she said, has an algorithm changed or something? My my traffic just completely fell off. And what we did was we hopped over to our dashboard to look at the Pinterest page views and we compared uh, October to January 1 of 2016 to October of January 1 to 2015 because we wanted to see, was it the same? And truth be told, it was the exact same pattern of traffic. December 26th, it was like it fell off a cliff. And then it started to go back up again as we went into Valentine's Day because they were a heavy seasonal content blogger. And so that again is why we want to look at what our page views doing during certain periods of time. It gives us a great picture about how the account is growing or maybe not growing, or maybe it's stalled. And then we have to look back on other factors, content, how often they're creating content. Um, and then Pinterest page views is another thing we look at to figure out if an account's been marked as spam. And I have a graph in the post that shows one of our clients was marked as spam. And we saw this huge sudden drop. So we did the the one thing I just talked about a second ago. We compared the traffic year over year. Was this something that had happened in the previous year? Um, and we did and nothing had happened. There was no seasonal shift. And so then we went a little deeper and we clicked on the pins and we wanted to see, are these pins being redirected or do they prompt a spam warning? And in our case, her case, it was yes. So not only had she been marked in sp- as spam and getting this warning, but all of her top pins had been redirected. It was a nightmare. And so after emailing Pinterest help, for a month. You read that right? A month. We finally got this sorted out and the graph will show you that her traffic continued to go back up. But that month there was a huge loss for her. And so we wanted to figure out ways to still be getting traffic. So we did what we could in redirecting some of those pins by editing the ones we could. But a lot of the popular pins were out there had just been completely hijacked. So when we look at Pinterest page views, we really get this good indication of how the traffic flow is going. Like, is it based on seasons or have they been marked as spam? And if you're ever wondering if you've been marked as spam always click on one of your pins. And if you have been marked as spam, you'll see a warning that says, don't proceed to the site or proceed at your own risk. So the next thing we look at is repins or saves. Um, This informs us if a particular pin is getting activity. So um, did it take off really, really quickly? Maybe it's a new pin and we saw a bunch of repins happen on it right away, which we don't tend to see that on Pinterest. We tend to see pins that are older get a lot of repins. But if something takes off right away, that tells us, oh, maybe it resonated really well with a particular group of users. We can also look to see, does a particular type of topic get a lot of repins? Um, does that mean this type of content is maybe more important to the account? Would their average user be looking for that type of content? 
Because Pinterest now does the aggregate pin count I talked about in the beginning, we look to Tailwind to really inform us about the true number of repins on a pin. And this can be found in the published pin section or the pin inspector inside the platform. And if you are unfamiliar with Tailwind, let me just say really quickly right now, and this is a plug completely for the How to Master Tailwind course. It is by far one of our most popular courses that we have at SimplePin. It is an hour long and I have actually never had somebody ask me for a refund. And if you're thinking about asking me for a refund right now, just to prove me wrong in that statement, don't. But... It's been, we've heard just so many rave reviews for many of you that are struggling with how to figure out how to create a strategy with Tailwind that you've taken this course and have said, oh my gosh, this saves so much time. So I would highly recommend that you pick that up. It's just simplepinmedia.com slash master tailwind. And it's super affordable too for all levels of people in their Pinterest marketing. So hop over there. You can read more about it, but I highly encourage you to figure out how to use Tailwind effectively. All right, I digress. All right, so we're back to those repins and saves. And here's an example of how we can use them to figure out what type of content does well. So we have a fashion blogger. And what we found is that when we pin things outside of fashion, food and drinks tend to do really well. It gets a really good interaction and a lot of repins. We have another client who focuses on DIY projects. And when food's pinned to her boards, it falls completely flat like crickets. So knowing what type of pins generate repins allows you to pin more of that type of content for your followers. And you can find this out by going into Pinterest analytics clicking on your profile, then clicking on repins. And remember to change the date range to 30 days. And when you do that, what you'll see is this whole list of pins that are getting repins, both yours and other people's content. So look at that to get a really good idea as to what does well. All right, the third metric that we pay attention to, of course, is follower numbers. And I don't like to rely on this much, but I do believe that it tells us a few things about Pinterest and the account. So the first thing is if there's a sudden drop in followers, that tells me that Pinterest could be scraping their platform for spam. If you have Tailwind, again, you can see a graph of your growth and it tells you how much you've grown each day. You'll see this section that says negative growth sometimes. For some reason, I feel like it always happens on a Tuesday, but I could be completely wrong about that. It's just what I've seen on a few of our accounts. This is usually when there's spam. If you see a big clump of followers leave, it's not like everybody hated you. It's just that it's spam. And nobody wants to have a follower that's not engaged. So this is actually a good thing. I don't want spam on the platform at all. I want people who are interested in finding content. Okay, number two, there are times when follower growth is like crazy fast and furious, or sometimes it's really slow and painful. And for us having access to so many accounts, what we can see is certain trends that may or may not reflect that Pinterest is making a change. So for example, in the spring and summer, we saw crazy follower growth on some accounts. Like some of our big accounts are gaining like a thousand followers a day and we just could not figure out why. I mean, it was great. We'll take it. 
But then in August, September, it completely slowed to this super big crawl, which was really surprising to us because that's going into a season that tends to be more active for most people on Pinterest. But we had to remember that a new user isn't prompted to follow another user. They're actually prompted to follow interests. And so that's been going on probably, oh, it's been going on for a good year and a half. But maybe that, who knows why in August, September, maybe that became more prevalent. I'm not quite sure. But it's something for you to think about if your follower numbers are going up or down. And if you don't work with a lot of accounts like us, I highly recommend that you ask a few of your colleagues or your blogging friends, hey, are your followers growing a lot or if they're really stagnant? And hopefully they'll tell you the truth. And then you guys can see if you're all on the same page. The last thing that we look to follower numbers for is if the number's growing faster than normal, it could also be like a pin's going viral. Maybe one of your pins jumped to the top of search, people are clicking through to your profile or they're following. We often check Google Analytics here to see if we've had a spike in page views to see if that correlates. And you also will see maybe more repins on a particular pin. So all three of those together, the followers, the page views, and the repins give us a picture so we can see exactly what's going on. All right, so those are the three that we use to always figure out the baseline for our clients. But I know that using these metrics will also help you figure out your ROI. Um, and ROI, again, is return on investment. For some people, they see a correlation in more repins, they get more clicks or they get their, if they have a lot of Pinterest page views, they get more opt-ins. So what I would love for you to do is determine what your ROI metrics are for your site. So for some people, it's going to be ad income. For other people, it's going to be product selling, email opt-ins. Maybe you want to grow a Facebook group that ends up making you a lot of money, leads, Whatever it might be, you need to figure out what metrics you're going to use to show that your Pinterest marketing is successful. For me, I don't have any ads on my site unless they're ads for certain affiliate products that I promote or my own products. So ad income wouldn't be one for me, but products and email opt-ins are a big one for me. And so I need to look at how my pins are performing when people get to my get to my page. And if you want to go super deep, which we are not going to do here, but Promoted Pins does have a conversion tracking tag. If you're looking at trying to figure out opt-ins or signups or leads, whatever it might be, they have a really great new feature with their conversion tag that will help you track that better if you run a Promoted Pin. I'm not going to talk about that, but I'm just going to throw that out there. I will say this too, that if you are killing it in product sales and leads from Pinterest, but your page views are super slow, that is okay. Remember, a page view is just a number. What's happening on the site side is really what's important. So you have to figure out what those ROI metrics are again and what's important to you and go with that. Somebody else can be getting 100,000 page views and be making $50,000. And somebody else could be getting 20,000 page views and making $50,000. I want people to be thinking about really comparing their own Pinterest marketing to their own Pinterest marketing. What's working for someone else might not work for you. So figure out today what are the top metrics you're going to be paying attention to. 
And also, if there are other Pinterest metrics that I didn't mention here, I would love for you to tell me about that. So if you want to see a full list of the glossary terms, and we'll also add a special opt-in to this post with our checklist of what, like a tracking sheet for you. So you can track your page views, your followers, and your repins. So if you hop over to simplepinmedia.com slash 40, you can get that special download as well as see the graph that I was referring to with the account that was marked as spam. And then look through these terms and comment with some of your own terms that maybe I didn't list. So again, thank you so much for listening. Like I said in the beginning, I am thrilled when I hear that the Simple Pin Podcast is helping you. And if you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, I would absolutely love it and be thrilled that you did so. Alrighty. Thanks everyone.